1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. to the paddle and fin podcast i'm brian this is ricketts and tonight you guys we are bringing you one epic guest he's part of the bonafide kayak team part of the yak attack team actually he's the owner of yak attack and bonafide we got luther cypress with us tonight true innovator in the sport and uh we're super excited to sit down and chat with him so luther welcome to the show Hey, what's happening, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um, like we start with all our guests, and I think this is going to be an interesting one. Um, how'd you get into the kayak fishing world? Well, I've been, I've been fishing my pretty much my whole life since I was a kid. Um, and I had a buddy that basically we used to go, we had a bunch of guys that we used to get together and go to the Outer Banks once a year kind of a you know guys retreat just get away from everything you know fish for a few days and one of the things we would always try to do at least one night is um go shark fishing okay so you know it was early on it was the piers and and then some of the piers didn't allow that so we started doing it from the surf but one of my buddies you know through forums back then this is like 2006 7 somewhere in there um saw that a lot of guys were using kayaks to get baits out okay so he picked up a a hobie outback and right before one of our trips 
and we went out there and we used it to drop some baits you know it was cool everybody ended up taking it out um on the ocean and, and playing around in it nobody really fished out of it you know at the time um it was obvious that you could fish out of it but it wasn't the purpose that it was really bought for and we didn't really know that there was a thing called kayak fishing um <clears throat> but a couple of years later maybe a year later that same buddy calls me up and he's like hey man um you remember that that kayak that i got and i'm like yeah he's like well turns out there's a there's a kayak fishing club nearby and uh you know started fishing with them it's a lot of fun you know you really ought to you ought to get a boat and this is you know it's my buddy bob and, and bob's done a lot of different things he's a you know he's got a lot of experience in a lot of different things he had before that you know scuba diving he's done dirt bikes he's done a bunch of different stuff and i you know financially and otherwise i couldn't keep up with all that you know what i mean so sure. um you know it was the same thing with scuba he was like you know you should check this out which i'd love to get into one day you know it's a super cool thing to me um but i've you know i already love fishing sure and it, it was an easy sell i was like you know what this looks this looks cool you know so i went and and bought a kayak for my max river company and uh, a couple of weeks later we went out and and fished in chesapeake bay caught a couple of fish and you know i decided really after the first fish that i was going to get my son one okay um he he was probably 14 ish at the time something like that 13 14 um so i got him one and we started kayak fishing and that, that that's kind of how it all started very cool man very cool how many kids do you have by the way i have three three two daughters and a son then yep okay we're i will touch base on this later but i just uh i watched the yak attack vlog last night and i definitely wanted to talk talk with you about that because i thought that was really cool and um you know your it was your daughter that kind of did the whole vlog right and, yeah Sundari, uh, yeah she uh she did an incredible job man and it it seems like it is are all your kids involved in yak attack and bonafide or are they all kind of just doing their own thing well it's a you know it's a family affair in that you know i was on the phone with my son for a half hour tonight and you know it's always a topic you know what i mean so sure. it's a family affair in that respect um tyler uh, he he went to uh, virginia tech and, and got his industrial engineering degree and he's been spending the last few years working um well interning and now working for some of the kind of fortune 500 you know larger companies oh, to gain cool. experience um you know one thing it, it, tyler is a lot like tyler and sandari actually they have pretty much mirror images of my personality type okay um we're very independent okay <laughs> so, so um you know tyler's out there sewing his oats doing his thing um learning you know um you know i think working when you're super independent like that working for a parent especially when you're younger it doesn't even you know and sandari told me this with time. she's like <laughs> actually this is a good story so you know i the kids yeah i was like well i can either you know pay them like a minimum wage or whatever they're worth at the time sure as employees or i could pay them a little bit more and teach them to be responsible for some of their own things like you know their own expenses you know you know things that they wanted but didn't need you know yeah, so right, right. I, opt, I opted to pay them a little bit more at the time than they were worth um than they really deserved, but at the same time expected more of them at home you know as far sure. as 
their their personal finances. And she told me one day, she said, this, she said, I want to get a job. And I said, you have a job. She said, I want to get a different job. And I was like, okay, why? She's like, well, working for you, it doesn't feel like a real job. And I'm like, why not? She's like, well, we don't really get in trouble if we don't come to work or not. <laughs> and, you know, we, we know that you're always going to be okay with whatever we do. And she was like, and honestly, you pay us too much. And I was like, I could fix all of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I and I had just hired a production manager, and I, I honestly appreciated that. I mean, yeah. you know, here, here she was, and what she was saying, and it's a conversation Tyler and I've had as well, is I want to be responsible for something. You know, sure. I want to make my own way. I want to feel like I am deserve what I get, and I want to I work for something. And I want to know that if I accomplish something, it's because of what I did, not because of who I am. Sure. And, you know, she, they were pretty young at the time. I mean, they've been helping since they were little, little kids. But um, it set the tone for how it's been ever since. You know, I docked their pay down to what they were worth. And I said, you don't report to me anymore because I just hired a production manager. I'm like, you report to Danny. And um, after that, Danny managed our schedule. He managed them because that's how really it should have been at that point. And that's how it's been ever since. So. You know, so Tyler, he's he's doing his own thing. Um, Sandari, she's working in uh, marketing. Okay. And, and, you know, interesting story how she how she got that opportunity. But uh, and then Taya, she's working in manufacturing, and uh, you know, she's been all over the place, shipping and assembly and, and you know, packaging different things like that. But you know, they all have you know for the two girls that work within the company, they each have their own goals and ambitions. Taya's pursuing different things in life. She's not like ready to say, I'm going to devote all of my energy to trying to create a career or particularly a career with us. It's something she enjoys doing. She does, but she's very musically gifted. She's got other priorities and other things that she's working on. I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't push them one way or another, as long as they're living good lives and, and you know, that kind of stuff. But Sadari, I don't know if you've, well, you, I'm sure you have noticed the new packaging over the last couple of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened was we invested a lot of money in a consulting company to come in and give us a concept on packaging. They were going to redesign our packaging for us. And, I mean, we paid them a lot of money, and they came with nothing useful. Oh, we didn't use no. anything they did, nothing, not, oh, not a single logo, not a single package, nothing. And we're like, well, there goes that. You know, we're small business. I mean, we don't sure. exactly have a big pile to go, you know, get more from. So we're like, well, there goes that. So I have to wait till next year. And Sadari at the time, semi-committed to work. You know what I mean? Um, Seventeen, I guess, at the time. And you know, did a fine job, but not not overly committed, not overly serious about it. And she came to me one day and said, "Hey, do you mind if I play around with the packaging?" She's like, I've got some ideas. I'm like, yeah, that'd be fine. So I taught her in the evening. She had learned it when she was little, but had kind of forgotten it. But I taught her in the evening how to use the, the design software that we use for products has this functionality called sheet metal. You know how you can fold sheet metal up and make yeah. things? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's how you can make in, in that software, you can design cardboard okay. the same way. So you lay it out flat, you cut it out, and then you can fold it up and make boxes or you know whatever. So... We taught her how to use that and taught her how to use our little uh, laser that we do the engraving on the bottle openers with. 
Okay. And just it just left her alone for like a month and came and she came, you know, and I I knew she was tinkering, you know, I thought it was good for her. I didn't ex- have high expectations, but she came back and she was like, "I want to show you guys what I've got." And John Hipshire and I looked at it and we're like, "Yeah, this buddy. Is good. <laughs> this is That's good awesome." Stuff. So all of that packaging redesign she did, you know, I think at the time she was making 9 bucks an hour. Um, and she did all of that on her, on her own. I mean, coordinated with the vendors, with the graphic artists, you know, she did all the mechanical design. And then after she was done with that project, we were like, it was that she had the, you know, it was good that she had the skill to do that, but it was more that she was able to manage it. Yeah. Manage the, to create a result. That's what you're looking yeah, for. Right, right. Able to handle that is if I leave you with a certain amount of resources, can you create a result at the end? Um, so that, that, her doing that, taking that initiative, earned her an opportunity in our marketing department where she's grown really rapidly. Um, the vlogs is a fun thing for her to do, but sure. if you look behind the scenes, um, you know, a tremendous amount of the social media marketing, um, you know, she's kind of John's right hand lady, I guess, yeah, not sure. quite right hand man, but, um, and a lot of the visual stuff that you see from Yak Attack. Um, Sadari works on and then a lot of the visual stuff you see at Bonafide she works with Justin Floyd I'm not yep. sure if you guys met Justin or not yep. but yep. extremely talented he's the guy who did the um, the limited editions okay um, but anyway so yeah it's it's a it's a family affair and two of the kids work in the business but it's always you know it's kind of like it's like the old truck that everybody loves. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. not everybody drives it, but everybody loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I dig that, man. Um, I could just tell by watching that vlog, and I was like, as I was watching it last night, I'm like, man, I got to bring this up tomorrow night with Luther. Is, you know, your daughter as she was going through, she was talking about all the new products and stuff, and I'm like, I wonder if she works there because I mean, she really knew her stuff. She presented herself yeah. well. Like, you know, I think that's cool, man. I mean. You know, working for family, it's like you were talking about it. You know, uh, your daughter brought it up that, you know, she would, you know, quote unquote, like take advantage of you. Right. Because she knew you were dad. You were going to let things slide and things like that. And I remember back in I was probably 19 years old and I worked for my father for a while. And, you know, I was pulling the same stuff, you know, and it, it was it was kind of the same deal. Like it, it didn't feel like a job. So as you were describing that, I'm like having flashbacks yeah. And, uh, you know, I get it, man. Uh, but I, I think it's very cool that, um, you know, and I will say that, too, just uh, from all the people I've met from Bonafide. I, ha- I, I think John Hipshire is the only one I've met from Yak Attack. But, um, you know, it's a very family orientated company. And I dig yeah. that. And, you know, not only that, but let's face it, it's made in the USA. I mean, what's better than that? So I think that's very cool. Very cool. So, but, um, yeah, let's talk, uh, some of the new products that came out for ICAST. So you want to start with Yak Attack first? I know Ricketts yeah. is over there shaking in his chair, wanting to talk to you about camera arms. So, <laughs> man, yeah. I, I've, I've been waiting. Like I, I know, you know, the Ram, everybody has the Ram boom mounts and stuff. I'm like, I, I didn't want any of that. I was waiting for your product and I'm like, God, please Luther. Cause I need something for the blue sky. 
I'm like, please, dude, please come out with it this year. And then you announce it, and I was like, oh, I kiss that dude on the mouth now. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let Dan Newman. I'm gonna let Dan Newman take that one because he's the guy who designed it. Nice, nice. <laughs> no, but you know, it, it, we had the the boomstick um, back when we were working with Ram. Yeah. And you know, it, it was pretty good product. There were some issues with it. It was a little bit heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit cumbersome to disconnect from the base. Um, you know, things like reorienting it, rotating it were, sure. were pretty difficult um, and, and, and a little bit too flexible. So, you know, we looked at all of that. We said, you know, let's we, we had a you know, had a good concept there, but let's just do a better execution. That's one of the cool things in the last two or three years of really only selling products that we make and that we have control over is we can design it whatever we want. Right. You know what I mean? So we can make it the way we want it. And, um, you know, going to, we went to an aluminum tube. So it used to have like a PVC, um, tube, went to an aluminum tube. So it got a lot lighter, a lot thinner, a lot stiffer at the same time. Um, you know, that lock and load base was just begging to have a camera mount put on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, so made some adapters to make that fit. And then we tooled up, you know, we looked at, man, we must've looked at a dozen different types of camera heads, but you know, you look at most high-end tripods or anything else it's just hard to be a ball yeah right um, so we you know we tooled up a ball for that and uh now we're super excited about it man it's you know brought back the panfish brought back the panfish portrait and brought back the boomstick and i would say all three are better versions of themselves okay um and uh, yeah we're john's been beating on me for over a year that we need to get the camera mounts out, but we had a lot of other stuff that we had to do as well. Um, but I'm glad, to, glad we finally got those, got those on the market. Yeah. I know a lot of people are excited about it. I know, uh, the other day I was down at the shop and, uh, my man Travis there was on the phone with the attack ordering some items up and I was like, yo, see if they got any camera arms. I need a camera arm. And he's like, shut up. I'm trying to talk to this person. You know? <laughs> And he, he gets off the phone. He's like, not till January. I'm like, man, come on. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, and then I caught, I talked to Ricketts that night too. And I was like, yeah, man, you're waiting until January, bro. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yep. no, it's super exciting. But, um, not only that, um, you guys came out with, um, some, some rod holders and stuff like that for like inflatable sups, uh, John boats, things like that. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you look at the way that accessories got to paddle sports, you know, we, we started from kayak fishing and, you know, built products. And then there were other companies that had products in the Marine, you know, John boat type industry that were easily migrated into paddle sports um, and into kayak fishing. So, you know, they are very similar in in the kind of stuff that you need while you're out there on the water. I mean, what we're doing is organizing and mounting and holding and attaching things, some very similar things on boats or on kayaks. So, you know, we took a look at what was out there on the John boat side, the bass boat side, the inflatable side, as far as the application, uh, as far as, unmet needs that that you know we thought there were and uh, and in some cases like for the inflatables it was more about just a lot of people requesting you know that there 
there there are glue on mounts out there, but people, you know, they really like the that new Mighty Mount switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 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 tracks and the Mighty Mounts and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, for the inflatables, it was easy. We just needed a glue on mount that we could attach a Mighty Mount switch to, and then you could put anything Yak Attack on it. Um, and for the boats, it was cool. That so the the skiff right now that what we were what we did there is um, basically attached some gear tracks and and you know rigged up the same types of things that we would use on kayaks. I have no doubt that as we get more and more immersed in that market, the customer is going to tell us what they want. Sure, sure, and, sure, sure. And you know, as a you know a product developer and as a manufacturer, sometimes the hardest part is knowing which problem to solve as opposed to actually solving it. I think yeah. we, you know, we've got a team that's very strong problem solvers, but you kind of have to get immersed in, in those markets. We're out in, you know, central Virginia or in the case of Bonafide, Western South Carolina, um, you know, you know, we don't run around a lot on skiffs out here, you know, yeah, so we'll, right. as we get into it, we'll find some reasons to hit the coast and, you know, do some of that. Yeah, but yeah. Also we'll, we'll build a community of people, um, you know, and, and through that, know all of the right problems to solve. But honestly, the offering that we have right now is immediately relevant. On the John Boat side, I mean, I've been fishing out of John Boat since I was a kid. Sure. You know, and we watched what happened in, you know, 2000, the early 2000 teens, like maybe 2011, 12, 13. Um, all of a sudden, all these John Boat manufacturers come out with these extruded gunnels that have tracks built into them, but they're kind of, turned the wrong way for the type of stuff that we make. And for years and years and years, people have tried to use the carriage bolts that they were designed for, but the carriage bolts, like by the time they powder coated the boat, they don't slide very well or, you know, adapting all these different things. And the easiest way to put a T-bolt into those tracks is basically to put the head of the T-bolt in and then turn it so that it's crossways so it won't come back out. Okay. Well, the problem with that is once you loosen a device and try to slide it back and forth, it'll pop right out because once it's loose, the T-bolt can rotate back and come out the way yeah, it went in. Right, right, right. And, you know, we're looking at that and going, oh, let's just hold it in that position. You know, we already need a mount, you know, that goes on the track. After you put the T-bolt in the track, we need a mount that goes on it anyway. What if we make that capture the head of the T-bolt in that angled position and, uh, then you can loosen it up, slide it all up and down the boat, whatever you want to do, and there's no way for it to come out. Um, so that's what we took out there. You know, we had a tracker boat out there and and uh, took that solution out there. Um, you know, something that we've that we filed a patent on. I think it's the best solution for those type tracks that's that's on the market right now. So yeah, it was cool, man. It, it was a combination of taking things that we already had that just made a lot of sense for those environments, but then. You know, attaching things to watercraft is is what we do. So looking at those watercraft, looking at the features that were already there and, and what's the best way we can interface with them, that was a lot of fun for our team. Yeah, I bet, man. So, I mean, was that a vision to get into the bigger boat stuff or it was just a, a demand, basically, is what you're saying, right? It's a little bit of both. I mean, we've seen people crossing over yak attack stuff to all kinds of verticals for several years now. Okay. Um, but... I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we love kayak fishing, um, but we're about manufacturing. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? We're, we're the, 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 the purpose for Yak Attack is to serve a customer base, no doubt about that. But 
the other purpose, the purpose, the, the thing that makes it really, you know, near and dear to me and, and to a lot of people there is to create opportunities for Americans to do something, yeah. you know, to do something cool and to learn to, to build. And, you know, the, the things that, that we do to me, they're important. You know, yeah. we can't just be, we can't just be consumers. Yeah. Right. right. You know, we lose, we lose our manufacturing skill set. We lose the ability to innovate. You know, we get, we, we race to the bottom on everything and we export everything and we do, you know, or us rather import everything mm -hmm. at some point. I don't think that's a sustainable model, right? You know, manufacturing literally in the, the environment that manufacturing created the people in manufacturing, the mentality in manufacturing, it literally changed the course of my life. Sure. And I'm not just talking about starting these companies. I'm talking about being a, you know, 19 year old kid that was completely on the wrong path and, and kind of mentored to, towards realizing my full potential from being immersed in that environment. Um, that's kind of important work, you yeah, know? And, and so how do we grow that? How do we do more manufacturing? How, how do we fill up the 68,000 square feet that we just landed in, in Farmville, Virginia, you know? So yeah, this is a definitely a logical step for us in every, you know, every, every possible way of looking at it and it's still fishing, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just something that we love to do. That's very hey, cool. Man. Man. So as a manufacturer, how hard is it? to keep things in the u.s because everybody imports it seems like and you're very i want everything to be here in, on our soil i mean that's got to be challenging at times right man i would i would put it to you like this it's not easy you know it's not easy to do anything until you get good at doing it mm -hmm. and i think what ha what happens these days um there's a conventional route you know, there's the beaten path and, and people tend to flock towards that beaten path because that quote unquote, that's how it's done. Sure. Um, so I think for a lot of companies, it's very challenging to, to do it in the U S and for us in the beginning, it was in some ways it was challenging because competing on price could be tough, but you know, at the same time, we've gotten really good at it. Yeah. You know, we, we can build tooling cheaper than you can get it in China. We can do it way faster. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got employees that really care about what they're doing. You know, a, if you look at, you know, Bonafide's two years on the market, it's starting to gain the same reputation. But let's look at Yakutek, who's been around for 10 years. I mean, you know, our strongest asset is our relationship with our with, with our customers, whether it's the dealers or the community it's almost as important as the products. They know who we are. They know what we're doing. They know we're going to stand behind it. We've got a mm -hmm. reputation for doing things a certain way. If we had been letting someone else control quality and letting someone else control manufacturing and, and, you know, bringing stuff over here and just being basically warehousers and distributors, you know, it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but we would have built a very different kind of company. Sure. Let's, let's touch on that for a second because you yourself as being the, owner uh president of these two companies you are very s s social media active you're oh, out yeah. there talking to your customers you're i mean no offense to ej you don't see eric jackson getting on the the jackson owners forum you know replying to customers or you know uh just just a random guy you know it, it i think that's cool and that says a lot about you and your company right um because that was one thing I wanted to bring up tonight with you um, was it's it, I think it's astounding. Like you already have so much on your plate running two 
huge companies in, in the kayak fishing world, but yet you're still on these social media platforms re- replying to people. Was that like an intention or is that just something you do just to, just to do it? Um, no, I mean, and, you know, I think actually, I think Jackson particularly just, you know, that reference, they, they're a lot, they're very, you know, kind of engaged, connected to the community as well. And that's, I think really around the sport, there's a lot of companies that, that do that. I think people see us as it being different because I'm the owner of the company, but in this case, in this case, the company's owned by like regular people we're not owned by a giant corporation and and honestly right. I mean, it's the same thing with with jackson's the same thing with new canoe you know there's yeah. a lot of small businesses in this and and you'll see you know you'll see blake from from new canoe you know answering questions and doing things like that too and sure. and and there's activity so you know i think it's just you know if you if you realize who you work for it's just what you have to do when you're as small as we are. And, and I say as small, but you know, we're very clear. There's not many steps from a customer to me. Yeah. Like, right. To, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if a ball gets dropped at one of those, or if my own employees are, you know, other team members are so busy with something that they miss something. I mean, we, I don't know, man, I, we can't afford to let a customer sit there hanging, you know? So sure. hey, I feel like it's an important part of the job, but the other thing is it keeps me, it keeps my finger on the pulse of what's going on. Yeah. You know, we can never forget who we work for and who we serve. And, you know, pretty soon when we're making our own plans based on our own, you know, priorities and needs and whatever, and forget about the customer, that don't work. Yeah. So, sure. you know, I, I want to stay engaged because I don't think I can make great decisions about how to move these companies forward without really having a finger on the pulse. That's nice. Yeah, no, I mean, kudos to you, man, because, yeah, I mean, I think that's just it. You know, you're out there interacting, so you're seeing uh, the feedback coming from, you know, people that are buying your products, and I think you're taking that back home to Yak Attack and Bonafide and then and then bettering the pro- products, you know. it's. Um, I think it says a lot. I mean, yeah, you know, I know you're, you say you're a small company, but it's, it's cool when you see the owner of these companies reaching out. And I by no way was trying to knock EJ or anybody no, else, I know, you know, yeah, I know but that. I know EJ's got people that do reach out from Jackson on, on those yeah. forums and stuff. But I mean, you're the, it, it, the president and CEO, so it's a little different, you know, but I mean, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get where you're coming There's from. There's going to come a time. I'm sure there will come a time and I don't know how we'll manage it, but there may come a time where you know physically you just can't do it yeah sure. um i think for us it'll just be i'll have to do it a little bit less <laughs> or, or or i'll just have to say that there's a half hour of each day in the evening that i just dedicate to that you know to make sure but like i said for me it's it's important because we're here to do a job and you know i need to make sure that people are taken care of but the other side is how do we make the right decisions to move it forward if we really don't know what our cust- how our customers, you know, are responding or what kind of issues they're having or you know any of that? So sure. Now and and you know what the other side of it, it's fun. Yeah, this is a cool community. I mean, <laughs> yeah. talking yeah. about kayak fishing, you know, talking about you know stuff that's going. It's just it's fun. It's it it you know you get into something like this because you love you know you love fishing and. You know, then you start kayak fishing. You're like, holy crap, this is the best form of fishing I've ever done. Yeah. 
and then you get to spend the rest of your career talking about it and working with people on it and you know that kind of stuff it's great man that's awesome that's awesome i dig it um did you guys release anything else at at icast for yak attack weren't you guys doing something with the roto grip or something i thought maybe Mm-mm. maybe no not with the yeah. roto grip um no that was it was it was mostly the boat mounts um you know the uh there's a couple of new adapters for the lock and load system turning that a little okay. bit more into your kind of tinker toys so people can figure out different ways of doing different things you know we, we realized okay. that you can't make a product that does everything but if you make the right system people can adapt it pretty well but they need to have the parts to do it with sure so we did there was some of that um and there are some things that you know we've got in the hopper at yak attack but probably not anything major that anybody will see this year okay very cool very cool well, i've always been kind of curious man like so you you did some some offshore fishing shark fishing how did you how did you go from just being an offshore fisherman or just a recreational guy to i'm going to make my own kayak products right so that there there's a huge gap right there that i've always <laughs> been curious about i mean did you have something fail and you're like i'm tired of this shit i want something quality or was it more than that or um it well it was kind of not so much had something fail but it, it, an unmet need um me me and my buddy bob um you know out here in virginia one of the things you you know if you especially if you're um you know just getting into it and you want somewhere where you can just go score a lot of fish i mean schoolie stripers under bridge lights is how you get it done especially back then it's not quite as hot now as it used to be but um so we we discovered that and we're going out and fishing the uh hampton roads bridge tunnel um out you know chesapeake bay kind of um i guess the hampton area and you know we're out there fishing in kayaks but there's people running up and down the bridges in these power boats and you know we're fishing at night you know because you're fishing lights and you know it's like probably need a light on these things you know to keep keep from getting run over the, the coast guard only <laughs> requires you to in virginia you only have to have they call it a handheld torch you know flashlight basically sure but we're like you know it'd be nice to have a light that's always up there kind of like you would have on a john boat so that it started with a need and it was basically a tech type dive light um you know back then the only thing that was on the market it took i think two double a batteries you got about eight hours of burn time okay. which is barely two nights of fishing not even two nights of fishing so you know my buddy bob i told you earlier that he had just gotten out of scuba diving well okay. he had a dive a dive light from a company called tech tech and basically it turned out that the od of that dive light fit almost perfectly inside of a three-quarter inch pvc pipe but it had a little like square part on the side that didn't fit so we put it on a table saw cut us cut the groove where the square part would slide in and glued that light into the end of a pvc pipe and then it's like well it doesn't look too good so then we reamed out a one inch pipe to go around it so that it trimmed it out nice it's like well let's put some reflective tape on there you know put a put a flag on it and then you know you go out fishing and the guys at the launch are like hey man where'd you get that it's like oh we made it it's like oh can you make me can you make me one you know and it's like literally every time for like three or four trips it was like hey thank you and, and pretty soon it was like six or eight of them that we needed to make and i'm like dude if we're gonna do this we should just start at llc you know yeah. and 
and see, you know, go ahead and make some of these and see if we can find some, you know, never intending for it to do much more than maybe support the habit or give us a reason to write off fishing trips or whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, 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 it really took off. I mean, we, we, we did that and, uh, started making these things. I called Scott at, uh, Scott Mealy at tech tight to try to get pre- volume pricing on these lights. And I was trying to get a good price, you know, so I was wanting to give him some heavy, you know, heavy numbers, but I also the, you know, so that was the devil on one shoulder. The angel on the other shoulder was like, you better be honest with Scott, you know? So he's like, how many of these do you think you're going to sell? And I, so I took my best middle of the road guess I could. And I was like, I think we can do a hundred. I think we'll sell a hundred of them this year. He's like, okay. So he gave us a price and we ended up selling 800 of them. Oh, holy um, crap. So then it was like, wait a minute, there's actually a thing here, you know, and in the process of selling those, number one, we found everything that was wrong with that product. Cause if you're willing to listen to criticism, you know, it can really, really help you sharpen, you know, sharpen your, your knife. I mean, a lot of times customers complain in companies or individuals or whatever, just get defensive. Sure. No, I mean, customers complain. That's your opportunity. Yeah. Like you listen right. to those guys and appreciate the vocal ones because they're saying what everybody else is thinking anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. we got some feedback that it was heavy. We got some feedback that it was hard to stow. We got some, you know, just different feedback. You know, some people said it looked homemade. I'm like, yeah, because it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, we had we had some a little bit of money that we had made from because obviously we weren't paying ourselves anything. So we took like six grand and put it into a mold to basically tool up the carbon pro. OK. And then the next year, you know, so that first year, I think we did nineteen thousand dollars or something like that. And the next year with the carbon pro. That really took off. Dealers started responding, and then we did like sixty, you know. So it was just like that. It was it was kind of. And then about halfway through that next year, Bob had a, a you know a good paying job. It was starting to consume a lot of our time. We weren't getting paid for it. So he was like, "Hey man, this has been fun, but I, you know I'm out. I don't want to really go down this road." And which was cool. Um, you know, I totally respected that. You know, I bought him out you know it wasn't a lot of money back then but we looked at the revenue we were doing the money we were making and we came up with a fair deal and you know i I looked at it after that and i'm like man i think i think this could turn into a real business but i knew it was a long road but at the time i was i had a consulting company and i did design work for you know all different companies so i could meter my workload just based on how many projects i took so I started, I, I talked to my wife, I was like, you know what, I think I could turn this into something, but we're going to have to live really modestly for a while. Actually, the term I used was controlled starvation. Yeah. Like we're, <laughs> we're not going to starve, but it'll be might, on that border. <laughs> it might feel like it sometimes, but I'm pretty, I'm reasonably sure we won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like that. And, you know, and she's, you know, she's like, you know, go for it. So. That's that's kind of what it was like, you know, and, and especially with just me being in the business, it's, you know, that's one thing about, um, you know, having partners, investors, whatever, is you really worry about other people. You know, you don't worry about yourself as much as you worry about other sure. people. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you know, you're going to be fine. So it was easy when it was just me. Then it was like, OK, I can take the risk. I can stick my neck out. I can do, you know, whatever. And 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 that's what we did for those next couple of years. And. But, you know, we, we shipped the first Yak Attack product in January of 2009 um, that we sold. We shipped some 
samples before that, but I think that's the first one we sold. And I started taking a very modest salary in middle of 2013, I think it was. So that's how long it took. I mean, it was. Wow. That's you know, in, in, in the meantime, you know, running another company, which I, like I said, slowly was whittling that down. But every nickel we had extra went into Yakutak because once a business starts growing, then you have to feed it. You oh, know, yeah. More, more equipment. You need a fixture. You need a piece of tooling, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So, but anyway, that's how it started. And then finally, around, I think, 20. 14, 15, we just hit that critical mass where it was like, okay, we can make a decent living. We still live very modestly, but, you know, we can make a decent living. Um, and I let go of the consulting company and, you know, been doing this ever since. Nice. All your Yak Attack products and bonafide boats started with one little light. That's pretty yeah. incredible. To keep from getting ran over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty incredible, man. That that's the best success story I think I've ever heard, man. Yeah, that's that awesome. is phenomenal. No, I get it. I mean, I, you know, I have a small business too, and you know, it's. I remember when I went to my wife, and I was like, "Look, uh, I'd gotten laid off just because the economy was slow." Um, you know, I'm I'm in the trades, and you know. Like you said, you know, you knew you were going to be all right, but you knew you were taking a risk going out on your own. And it's, uh, you know, and then, it, like you said, man, every dime you make just goes back into it and back into it. And you're like, what am I ever going to catch up? And then finally you, yeah. hit, you hit that plateau and you're like, all right, this was a good decision, you know? So yeah. it's, it's uh, I get it. It's man. And it's funny because people that you know, you know, they're like, man, you guys are balling. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you have no idea. (laughs) You know, but look, and and it's the same thing I tell, you know, employees. It's the same thing that I tell my kids, my family. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's easy. It doesn't matter if it's easy is overrated. Yeah. yeah, You know, people don't do big things because it's easy. People don't do challenging things because they're easy. But it really matters if it's worth it. Sure. You know, you yeah. only get, I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, cliches stick around for generations for a reason. Um, you only get one crack at this life thing and you yeah. only get so many, you only, you only get to wake up and punch the clock so many times and then they're gone. Yeah. So, you know, and so I, I think, I think that's something that people always figure out, you know, just talking to older people, um, you know, I'm a philosophical guy. I like to talk to people about life and things like that. And, and talking to especially older, wiser people. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I think people always realize eventually in life. Sure. And I feel very fortunate to have had a really strong sense of that and still be relative, you know, still be pretty young. Yeah. So that's, that's what this, you know, that, to me, that's how this is, is, you know, it's like, I'm not going to spend my whole life seeing what I can accumulate. Sure. I'm not going to spend my whole life chasing after something for a status symbol or for whatever. People yeah. are like, you know, oh, you know, it's it's cool that you guys are this giant business, but you're really humble. I'm like, well, we're a small business, and I don't know that humble is the right word. I would say just real. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. pretty genuine. I mean, that we're yeah. just doing what, what we're doing. It's not, um, you know, but it ha- it has been really hard, and I and I've got a number of employees that would tell you that, but. I think for all of us, 
it's been worth it. And, sure. that, and that's what that's what matters. Yeah, I think a lot of people see where you're at now and they just don't think about all the roller coaster rides you took to get to the point you're at now. You know, it's I get so, that all the time, you know, and you're so still going we, to going yeah, on roller coaster it's rides. Took, it's take. <laughs> it's yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's public perception. They see two well-known, well-respected companies that are pumping products out now bonafide. You know, and they kind of see that. They're like, oh, man, he's got a mate. He's rich. I mean, yeah. he's selling all this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. he's rich. He's rich. He's successful. And they don't understand that, yeah, right? They don't right. understand the yeah. sacrifice. And, you, and you're not rich. Your business may be rich, but you personally may not be, you know, because you're sacrificing everything for your business. So, so it's, it's funny. I had I was trying to show somebody the other night. They were asking about the biggest fish I'd caught on a kayak, and it was a tarpon with Jim Salmons. Yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? I bet I can find a picture or video or something. So I went to Google and I, I was trying, you know, I went to type in Luther Cypher's tarpon. Yeah. And yeah. I typed in Luther Cypher, and the very first Google suggestion was net worth. And I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if, they knew, if they knew the answer, they would be so underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Can you, you put know, food stamps was, under that Google search? I oh, mean. gosh. It was, it was so funny i'm like are you kidding me oh man i did find the i did find the tarpon yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great man well that's that's something else i wanted to touch on too going back to the the vlog from uh, icast there was a a clip in there that i noticed in you were you were setting up the booth side by side with your guys you were putting down the rubber mat floor and and that's something you know so uh you know, I work part-time for a kayak shop, but my main uh, business is uh, I own a hardwood flooring company. And I've always tried to be there working with my guys side by side. And I think that says something not only to your employees, um, but other people, you know, looking from the outside in. I mean, that I was like, oh, damn, Luther's on his hands and knees putting this rubber mat in. So I guess he is. He is a, a stand-up, you know boss i mean you know when your employees see uh, you know and you can touch on this luther i'm sure you see it you know um you know when you're working side by side busting your butt doing the same sweat the same dirty work the same work as as your employees man they appreciate you that much more i think yeah i think so um you know again for us it's just every day is just let's get it done yeah you know, and, and it's not that's not reserved, you know, that that characteristic, um, you know, look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy who's a few years into a career in paddle sports. You know, I, you know, um, you look at, you know, at Bonafide, our director of business development, Kelly Wolsey. I mean, this is, this is a guy whose reputation is just unimaginable i mean he, sure. he put a you know o'neill on the map yep. you know he, he he you know he was largely responsible for uh, the ascension of confluence when they went from really small to you know mm-hmm. really big company um you know he's working with us and I'm, I'm telling you on a given day at bonafide it is not and it's not an exaggeration it's not unusual to see yep. you know kelly myself whoever helping to load trucks Yep. I mean, we are, a, you know, we're legitimately a small business and it's kind of whatever it takes to get the job done. And I'm really, I feel really fortunate and appreciative to be surrounded by a team that is likewise, you yeah. know, it's, 
Absolutely. It's not just something, you know, putting out trade show carpet, it's not just something that you don't usually see president of the company doing. You also don't see engineers do it. You don't see, you know, the, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people in the company that you wouldn't normally expect it, but right. in our team, we're all, we're Colin, all just there to get the job. I got the uh, Bonafide Factory Tour by Kelly Woosman, and that was the best tour ever. Dude, <laughs> he's such a Kelly, good dude. <laughs> dude, he is one of the best human beings on the planet. I yeah. feel so fortunate to be working alongside Kelly. Yeah, he is a good dude, and, uh, and that's something too, man. Like you got some some really great people working for you. Uh, Janine, your your secretary down, or I don't want to call Jeannie? her secretary. Jeannie, Jeannie. Yeah, she works in the office. Manager. She's yep. awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got some really really stand up cats working for you, man. I I dig it. I dig it. So, well, I guess that kind of ties into Bonafide, you know, uh, unless you had something else you wanted to touch on with the Yak Attack. I mean, we're, you know, um, like I said, the, the most exciting thing going on there now is, you know, got, got to call it because I'm in South Carolina, you know, a lot right now. Um, but we're moving the plant at, at the Yak Attack. So they're yeah. about halfway through that move. Um, so, super exciting time for everybody there i'm looking for i'm going home tomorrow my daughter's got to play so i'm going home tomorrow to be there for that and looking forward to taking a quick loop through the new building maybe i'll Sweet. jump on facebook and do a quick live and show everybody oh, what's going cool. on there nice yeah absolutely Very cool yeah so uh you guys released some limited edition models of the 127 and the 107 um i think it was marketing genius um uh, but uh I'm digging those new color schemes, man. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, Dude, that was, Bomber is my favorite one. That was so much fun. I mean, you know, we knew from the Woodsman that people, you know, I mean, obviously the nuts and bolts of the sport is what's going to help you catch fish. Sure. But at the same time, you know, you ask the deeper question, well, what is catching fish doing? You know, and what it's doing is it's, it's satisfying something inside of people. You know, we, we love to fish. We like to go do that. Well, people also like to have cool stuff and they like to have stuff that they like to look at and that they like to be in and that, the, you know what I mean? It, that's yeah. part of the experience. And yeah, I think we re the woodsman really opened our eyes to that, to that component. And so we were like, you know what? So for, you know, ICAST is a really early show to be showing a lot of new stuff because dealers are still in the middle of their season it's just right. it's just for our industry you know what well why not show new products in may you know well right. <laughs> you don't show 2020 products in may for a reason july is really early to be showing sure. 2020 products and for us this year number one it major there are no major product releases we're yeah. we're kind of you know we're kind of digesting the the growth that we've experienced over the last two years but Secondly, it's like, you know, how do we have some fun at ICAST, you know, make sure that we're relevant at ICAST and get, you know, get satisfied need in the, in the industry that, that maybe hasn't been. And we didn't know for sure how that was going to go. I mean, sure. we didn't go out there, you know, knowing that, that it was going to be as, as, um, you know, well accepted as it was, but we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was going to be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. And, and dude, that was Justin, man. He, you know, we gave Justin an objective, and I, I'd say we set the bar pretty low, and he just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, we, you know, 
when he said he was like yeah traction pad guys coming in you know we got some stuff we want to show you and i'm like cool man you know and i walked in there and i literally like you gave me goosebumps i'm like yeah. are you kidding me yeah <laughs> like, you, i had no idea like the whole black widow like with the web all through the traction pads i'm yeah. like are you kidding and then he just you know each boat and you know justin's one of these guys that you know it's like you know we gave him a and and that's what that's the mark of a great artist is you give him an inspiration sure it's like okay b25 bomber yeah love but that one. all of the integration of b25 bomber in an ss boat that was all Justin. You know what I mean? He just, he just, he's just got that thing that you just run across every once in a while. People that have that thing that he's just very visually um, gifted and very creatively gifted. So now to go out there and, you know, and then we're like, well, we know there's going to be a lot of product releases, a lot of chatter, a lot of buzz. So we don't want to get drowned in that noise. So we decided a couple of days out before the show, let's just go ahead and start dropping these things. But do it in a way that people don't know there's another one coming and just just have some fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That drive from from South Carolina down to Orlando, you know, when we dropped that first one and every and it's funny because we got like it's like a it's like a caravan, you know, the truck left that morning, <laughs> Kelly and Wade left a little bit later, me and the girls are coming way behind them and you know, so everybody, you know, is kinda on the phone. It's like, okay, we're gonna drop this thing at six o'clock or whatever it was. And then the phone starts buzzing. It's like, did you see, you know, and, yeah. and to watch the response, I mean, for us as a small business, how cool to is see, that? see that, man, it, it's just, it's, it's, it, if, if the people that you serve don't care about what you're doing, yeah, it doesn't feel like, why are we doing this? You right. know, it, it's not, worth it. but when the, when, when the people that you're serving are like, this is, we love like this yeah. is something we want you know it's not just about okay we're going to get the sales it's also about we did our job yeah you know yeah. we did our job you know we we showed up the podcast with something that made our customers happy and that's what we're here to do so now man it was cool and then it just kept building kept building so i, I it, it blew all of us away the what how significant the response was sure but um yeah super fun yeah, I mean, you sold out all your pre-orders like really fast, right? I mean, they're yeah, yeah we were oversold before we left that cast. Yeah, yeah. Now, sure. now, you know, we we also, you know, we won't we don't want to do a scenario where it's like, well, because you heard about it later, you know, you can't get it. So we're we're going to make sure that you know, all of the qualified dealers have an opportunity, and then we'll dial some of those really large orders back and everybody know all the dealers are cool with that. They all understand that, you know, um, you know, the two things we don't want to do is one, exclude any dealers and two, we need to, you know, it's like, well, we're only going to make, you know, so many, you know, we've sold so many. It's like, and, and the question came up and I was immediately like, no, <laughs> we are not producing more than we yeah. exactly that because at some point in time if we're going to do that well let's leave, leave it open-ended to begin with right you right, know but right. leave it open-ended and that's what we're going to stick to so it's it is hard for you know people in the company to be like okay well we'll just we'll just throw those sales orders in the trash it's like well <laughs> hey you know this is what you know this is what everybody signed up for this is what we came out to offer so it's cool there is i'll tell you this if you put a limited edition out and nobody wanted them it doesn't mean anything to own one 
Yeah. Right, but right, right, for right. everybody that ends up with one of these boats, yeah. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, yeah. there's at least two people that want one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, it, so it's going to be a cool thing for yeah. them. And, and, you know, and of course, we're going to continue to offer, you know, really, you know, good fishing kayaks to, you know, to everybody else, too. But um, doing something like that that's fun and that also is really good for the business, that, that was cool, man. That was really cool. Yeah, super. They're cool. sharp too, man. That's our uh, our local dealer, Leveling Canoe and Kayak. Man, we have people calling us like crazy. You know, yeah. Mark's like, these boats are hot. Everybody wants them. I'm yeah, like, yeah man. <laughs> it's the same you thing know? with us at Rocktown, man. I think uh, I think Kevin said he ordered two of each um, in the one twenty sevens, but I think half of them are already spoken for. You know, it's, yeah. yeah I- I think that's what's going to happen is once we put the notices back out to the dealers so that we confirm what they're going to end up with, I think most of those boats will be sold before they hit the dealer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People yeah. will just come pick them up and go away with it, and um, which is cool. I mean, you know, it's just it's a win-win-win. You know, for us, this is a slow time of the year, you know, so these boats are going to move in the fall. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for dealers, the yeah. same thing. It's oh, yeah. great for dealers. And for consumers, I mean, they're buying them for a reason. You know, they want them. They, yeah. It's fun. You know, it's fun. Everybody's enjoying. It. Everybody loves it. The guys who end up with them, the gals, the guys and gals who end up with them, they're gonna be proud to own them. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, all the way around. And that's what good, you know, a good free market commerce. That's what it does. Is it makes everybody win. Yeah. 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 I think one of the funniest messages I had from a guy on Facebook. Um, reached out he says hey man i'm interested in one of these special editions uh, i think it was the wicked i'm okay kid. i was like okay man it's gonna be you know this price and he just text back who cares like he didn't care <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right man it's gonna be this plus tech and he goes who cares i'm like all right you know, I mean, that's... all right well with that being that's, said yeah. uh, we just bumped that price up a little bit higher you know <laughs> oh, uh, we're gonna go to the highest thing. bidder yeah no, I, I remember, uh, you know, when we got the Woodsman in, it was the same thing. Um, I think by the time we got him, we had one left that was in stock, and that went in, like, less than a month, you know. It was the same thing with the Woodsman, which um, I, I thought you had maybe posted something, like you guys were considering bringing the Woodsman in as, like, a full-time deal, possibly? Yeah, yeah, you know, in and it was a it was a it was a question to the industry because you know it's like we we planned on doing it as limited because we were going to buy all of the components at one time yeah make all the boats at one time ship all the boats and be done with it but we jacked up the launch it, there some delays in components and this and that and so they were supposed to all ship before the end of december and we didn't even barely start shipping them until then so then it, we had to finish shipping the next year. And then it's like, you know, and it just, it, the whole thing was kind of jumbled up. But, you know, then we realized that people really want these boats and dealers were asking us, you know, why don't, why don't you just keep making this because our, my customers really like it. And the perception from most of the dealers was that customers weren't buying them because they were limited. They were buying them because they really liked the color scheme. So we were like, okay. Um, and, and I wasn't comfortable because you know, it's that thing is say what you do and then do what you say, you know? So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put the question out there. Sure. You know, that's kind of a vulnerable thing to do. And it's funny how many, like I've had several people who have given me either direct feedback or told me they heard someone giving feedback that, you know, that's pretty unprofessional to be, 
you know, talking so directly with your kind. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, that, you know, that, that's what you're dealing with here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was cool. I mean, you know, we got we got the answer we were looking for, and and it was mixed. There were a lot of people, but there were enough people, and really, it would have only taken a couple that said, "Look, I bought this because it was limited." Yeah. You cannot go back on that. Yeah. Right. You know, so the woodsman's done. You know, okay. it's it's okay. over and. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is it challenges us to, to, you know, we got to set the bar a little higher now. Yeah. How do you, how do you do something better than the woodsman? You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and you know, so yeah, it, it, part of me wishes that we had just, you know, kept that thing going and that we had never done it as limited, but it also, it, it showed us that that is something that, you know, people respond to and they like, and it's, and it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's fun. So that, that, I mean, the wisdom was the inspiration for what we did at ICAST this year. Very cool. Very so cool. So do you plan on ever having like any more mixed color boats or are you just going to stick with those being limited edition and just go solid colors on all your boats? Um, man, you know, we're, we don't, we never say never, I guess is the way <laughs> to answer that. Um, you know, we, we like the solid colors. Um, I think it's distinct. I think at some point, too many fades, too many options of fades. Too, it, at some point, it just starts to blend together. Sure. Um, and I feel like, you know, but the bona fide line having that super clean, super bold look to it, and the and the the parts and the components not getting lost in the colors. You know, I mean, yeah, our boats really stand out. Yeah. I think there's something there. At the same time, there's a customer that wants the parts and the components to get lost in the boat. You know, there's people who like to duck hunt out of their boats, so sure. they like to. You know, they, they like that kind of more blending in thing. So, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to guess you, ha- you haven't seen the last fade from us, uh, but I don't know, you know, I don't know what or when. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Right on. Okay. I dig it. I dig well, it. Maybe I, maybe I know when. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Whoops. Yeah. Uh, that's great. No, that's super cool, man. I know we got a we got a gal here and uh she bought a woodsman from her shop and uh I saw her at a recent demo day. She had the woodsman there and I was like, "So how are you digging that?" cuz uh I uh I talked to her about the Bonafide platform at the Chicago Fishing Show uh this past winter and she came in and she we had a woodsman, I think, at the show. I want to think I don't know. Either way, she picked one up. She's like, you'll never see me get rid of this boat. I love my woodsman. I love the color of it. I love the layout. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, cool hand blue is where, it, where it's at. And she, oh, she, our, cool she we had an argument about colors. Let's leave it at that. That's so funny. She, <laughs> shout, shout out to Heidi Britton. She's a, she's a super awesome customer of ours. And, uh, yeah, she just loves that woodsman, man. She loves it. That's- she, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, we dig it, man. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I know you guys were kind of blown away by the way that the uh, EX-123 kind of came out too, right? I mean, that boat is really taken off. I know we notice it, you know? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it, it is. A lot of people are like, why would you do a sit inside? But I think there are a lot of, you know, our our industry has evolved so much in a short amount of time. I mean, this is kind of how, you know, it started and, you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of 
sit inside kayaks and you know of course way back when but i mean even in the last 20 years and then you know anglers more and more lean towards the sit on tops because and i think what drove that is you know traditionally kayaks are pretty tippy sure and if you roll a kayak if you roll a sit on top you can roll it back over all the water drains out and you're good to go um or if you're you know a lot of a lot of really hardcore kayak fishing start on the coastal in the coastal area so you you take a big wave in the surf and you know you're sitting a foot underwater and then you know 30 seconds later you're floating again i mean that's the advantage of the sit on top it's one of the big advantages but kayaks have evolved in especially the the high cat hole that we developed i mean somebody said well what do you do if you flip it over and i'm like When's the last time you saw anybody flip a bonafide? <laughs> you know, I mean, there are. No, I would not take this boat in every kind of condition out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But for flat water lakes, you know, especially like stumpy lakes where you don't want to get hung on a scupper, yeah. you know, or that kind of stuff. It's a great boat. And then the fact that you can pick it up and sling it over your shoulder. Sure. You know, you, you mentioned Sandari who did the podcast. I mean, you know, Sandari is, you know, whatever, 115 pounds little girl, you know. And I mean, we during a photo shoot, we were like, you know what? It would be good to get Sadari carrying this boat, you know, and she put it up on her shoulder and, you know, and, and and walked away with it. You're not going to see that with a sit on top kayak. Right. So the fact that you've got an open cockpit, the fact that you have a cockpit rim that you can sit up on your shoulder. And then the fact that because the cockpit is cut out, all that weight is gone. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's a lighter, it's a lighter weight boat. It's easier to carry, easier to maneuver. And then you paddle it. Oh my gosh, this thing is a little rocket. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's not that unusual. I mean, there's some, there's some fast sit in sides out there, but it's a rocket and then you can stand up in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with complete confidence, that isn't, that is, it is in a class of its own there. So no, it's, it's a cool boat. I, you know, it, it's my favorite boat in our lineup right now. Okay. Um, it's if, if uh, you know if I if I was going out tomorrow and chose the kayak I was going out in, unless I was going and you know punching through surf or something like that, that's the boat I'd be taking. Nice. A lot of people underestimate a sit inside kayak. I mean, they are yeah. phenomenal, especially for kayak fishing. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm on the Blue Sky. He's on the SS127. We got another couple other buddies who are on Jacksons and stuff. You lose a fish, it's it's it hits the platform and it's gone. But when you have that sit inside kayak. You, you get a second chance and a third chance. It's all contained. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love fishing out of a sit-inside kayak, too. I love it. Yeah. So Yeah, and I and I think a lot of times people feel like they're sitting way down inside the boat, and, you know, the seats are usually not very comfortable. But, I mean, this boat has a frame seat. You know, you're sitting up yeah. relatively high. Yeah. Um, it's got a much better console area, I think, than than most sit-on-tops, probably including, including ours. I mean, the, the SS series has the dry pod, but – I mean, this has a very functional console, you know, that's yeah. got a lot of different things in it. So, you know, and, and we named it Expedition because that's the other thing for this boat that's, I think it's a really good fit for is you got a tremendous amount of dry storage in the rear hatch. Yep. And, you know, you take that, you know, nice overnighter, yep. you know, two, three day, whatever camping trip. That's actually something I'm looking forward to this fall. Sandari keeps threatening me that she's going to have to take me on a trip so we can get some video and, and footage and, and, yeah. you know, go do some, you know, fish a river and do, do some overnight stuff. And, Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We're looking forward to trying to find some time yeah. to do that this fall, but yeah. 
Um, no, I, I absolutely love the boat. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why I ordered one, man. Uh, just to do overnight river trips up on the Wisconsin River. What's nice. it weigh? You said it was real light, Lloyd. I don't know the weight on it. 52 pounds or something, right? Wow. Um, it's a, I think it might be 62. 62. Yeah, I'd actually have to pull the website and find it exactly. I know the shot weight is down in the 50s, but by the time you put all the Seat stuff on it, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit more than that, but it's... Okay. Hang on, here. I got the beauty of technology. <laughs> so... Si- 63 pounds without the seat, 67 with the seat. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And the whole weight is 50. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Got it. That's super light. Yeah. It's light, man. It's light. Moving that thing around is so easy. So yeah. easy. But yeah, can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. No doubt, man. It sounds like a good creek boat, too, man. If somebody wants to fish shallow. Yeah. You know, it's oh, yeah. kind of like it just a grab and go kayak and you can go hit some shallow creeks yeah. and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah and, and that and that's exactly what we're you know for, particularly for fishing, that's what it is. That's your grab and go boat. You're not gonna, you know, when we went to, um, uh, Caducopia. Yeah. And one of the things we ask customers out there is, forget about transit time from your house to the water, but from the time you start to load your load your kayak, till how long it takes you to get it loaded, get it unloaded, get it on the water, then get it put back up and then get it put put away when you get home. How much time is that? And I mean, the average response was like an hour. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, you figure about 15 minutes at each one by the time you get all your stuff together. And, And that's what's happened is, you know, with electronics, with all the rigging, with all the rod holders, with all the stuff, which is great for tournament fishing or for, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got the time to do it, I mean, it's good stuff to have on the water, but what if you want to go fishing for two hours after work? You know, yeah. what if you want to keep a boat on top of your roof so that you can just, you know, hit the little honey hole before you go home, you need something that you can just literally take off the roof, not, not go get your, you know, whatever dolly and all this other stuff that yeah. you, mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. to, to manage the boat. But Pick the thing up off the roof, throw it on your shoulder, sit it down, go back, get your two rods, put them in there, get, you know, paddle PFD, and boom, you're out fishing. Yep. Yep. I yeah. like that. I dig it, man. I uh, I mean, back in the day, man, I had a little 10-foot sit-in, and that's what I would do two, three hours after work. I'd grab that over, you know, any of the other boats in the garage. And, it, yeah. I mean, it just makes life easy. So I yeah, love absolutely. it, Absolutely. Yeah, I have a grab and go setup. I have a, a grab and go rod, spinning rod, a backpack with baits. I know it's going to work on the river, paddle PFD, and I'm yeah. gone just like nice. that. If I'm bad day at work, you know, at the office, I'm going. Man, I need to go. I need to hit the water. I need to unwind. Grab and go, boom, gone. And the other thing is, a lot of people have buddy boats. Yeah, you know, they have a boat, yeah. you know, a buddy boat, or a boat for the wife, or the boat for the kids, or whatever. You know, boat for whoever's you know you're fishing with or whoever you're introducing to kayak fishing, you know, that particular weekend or whatever. And so it's like, okay, your buddy boat could be a, you know, less expensive, more economical, whatever you want to call it, version of the thing you already fish out of. Yep. Meaning it brings you no advantages whatsoever when no one's using it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it could be another arrow in your quiver. Yep. yep. You know, and, and if you got somebody that, you know, you, you're taking out or whatever and they prefer to, to fish out of the sit on top, let them fish out of that. And you take this other boat, but 
when you're not fishing with anybody, now you have choices. Yeah. You've actually added a, you know, an error to your quiver. It's kind of like, well, we have a, you know, it's like, you know, you have a car and you have another car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, which car? But if you have a car and you have a pickup truck, well, now you have options. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, know, you right. might want to take that pickup truck if you're going to get a Christmas tree, you know <laughs> what I mean? As opposed to trying to strap something to the roof. So, I, I feel yeah. like it's a little bit like that, too. And people have really responded to that. And we've heard a lot of people who have bought the boats that have bought them for that reason is, you know what? I'm going to have a second boat anyway. It may as well be something that gives me some versatility. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Very cool. I dig it. Any chance there would be a special edition 11.7? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Not that I know of. All right. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that boat, man. It's That's my river boat. I love that boat, man. The R- uh, yeah, the, dude, the RS is a cool boat. Yeah. It's a really cool boat. Yeah. I love it, man. It's, uh, you know, I had the 127 first and then the 107, then the 11.7, and that 11.7, man. I just, you know, fishing the small river by my house, I think paddles so well. And, again, you know, that entry-level boat or that buddy boat, you know, I've had yeah. some, some buddies fish out of it, and they're like, man, this thing's sweet. And I'm like, I know where it's to a, get I know where to get it's one. A, I don't even know how to, you know, we were talking about, you know, messaging for the different boats, and, you know, for the SS series, it's easy. It's ultimate fishability. You know, it's got all the bells, and it's got everything you need. For EX, it was easy. It's grab and go. Yeah, yeah. But we literally sat around a conference table and said, "How do you say it's really fun?" Yeah, right. Because right, that's right. the message for the artist. It's a joy to paddle. Yeah. You know, we did a, a little dealer event where um, a local dealer was like, "Hey, uh, I want to bring all my staff." It was just for training their staff. He's like, "I want to bring all the staff out to this lake." And I'd like for you guys to send somebody, you know, to train them on your boats. You know, you had several manufacturers there. So, you know, it turned out it was a good weekend for me. So I went up there and one, another guy went up there. And I mean, all of their staff, every, I mean, almost every raving, like, oh, my gosh, comment we got was about the RS1. They're like, this boat is so much fun. Yeah. You know, so it and it is. I think in our I mean, we obviously, you know, that we. We make a lot of them, but I still think it's an underappreciated boat as far as the amount of attention we give it, you know, talking about it. And and it's just not a boat you hear as much about out in social media land. There's a lot of people in them, but um, it's probably a little bit underrated in, yeah. in terms of being part of the conversation. Sure. Yeah, I completely agree, man. It's, it's, it's a fun boat to paddle, um, super fast. It's lighter. It's obviously not as light as the EX, but mm-hmm. still, man, just a great, great all-around, you know, second boat and, and a river boat uh, for me. Um, I've I've enjoyed my time in that thing. So, um, yeah, it's cool, man. I dig it. I dig it. You happy with your kayak lineup, or do you, you plan on adding different models or tweaking models or? <laughs> Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, there we go, <laughs> folks. All right. <laughs> no, so, I mean, we're, you know, yeah, we're really happy with, with what, you know, what we've ended up with. Um, but, you know, we're always going to improve. I mean, I can tell you that. It doesn't matter what we build, whether it's Yak Attack, whether it's Bonafide, whether it's, you know, whatever, you know, whatever other 
you know, company I find myself in the middle of, we're always going to improve, you know, so if we find an opportunity, you know, we're going to start thinking on it and we're going to be looking to, to improve it. So yeah, we'll, we'll always do that. As far as do we need any more boats in the lineup? Um, I mean, I think we have the major bases covered, but I think there are still a couple of opportunities. Um, you know, we're, we're thinking about that. You know, we're thinking about that now. I'm really proud of you guys for not bringing up pedal drive yet. Oh yeah, no, we Usually weren't going to bring it up. The first seven seconds. <laughs> no, you we know, weren't going to bring it up. People, yeah, that's what. Well, that's one that people keep asking about. And I mean, at some point in time, you know, assuming that we could really, you know, find something that we feel like adds value to the marketplace, you know, that would be an obvious one. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, if and when that happens, who knows? But. But uh, even just, you know, e even between now and then, I think there might be, I think there might be at least one more boat that, that would have a good place in the market. Nice. Yeah. Very cool, man. I kind of see, you know, I, I pedaled the 127 and I'm looking at that co that cockpit there. I pedaled that for, I think it was about a full season. And I'm thinking that's a perfect place for, for a motor. So, you know, I, I would probably see maybe a, a pair up with like torquedo or something before i would ever see a pedal drive come out of you you know but you know i i could be wrong yeah i mean <laughs> there, there's a there's a company out there now i saw them at icast making a um a little pod drop in motor for it yeah oh, uh, really? okay yeah yeah i don't that was remember. bigsby Bigsby, the Bixby motor. I saw that. It, yeah. it, it might have been a Bixby motor. I'm not sure who was making the, but they're basically, it looked like they had bought one of our pods and had adapted like a battery inside and stuff. And then, you know, if, if you're at the demo, if you saw Jeff Little's uh, setup on that 127 with that new, yeah. that bigger oh, trophy. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. gosh. Dude, that thing's a, amazing. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Fast oh, wow. and you know, powerful. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think there's a there's people keep keep asking. It's like you know, is paddling going away, or is you know, is pedal drive going to be it, or is it going to be electric, or you know, is it going to? And I'm like, there will always be all three. Yeah, yeah. Paddling is not going anywhere. No. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you, what you hear on social media a lot is the you know the people who are fishing competitively or have been in sport for a really long time who feel like, you know, the, the pedal drive is kind of the ultimate evolution. But I mean, kayak fishing got great because people love to paddle. Yeah. And mm -hmm. That's, that's what made kayak fishing great. And yeah, it's one of the things I think in our, in our industry that we've allowed to happen is the message for some, for some, you know, um, you know, customers and, and they're getting it sometimes from dealers is, well, if you can afford a pedal drive, you probably want this. If you can't do that, I've got some paddle kayaks over here. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's a baloney. That's like saying, it's to me, that's kind of like saying, well, if you can afford a rifle, you might want this. If you can't afford that, I've got this bow over here. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Bow hunting and hunting with a rifle are two different things. They're not the same experience. And no. catching a fish, it doesn't matter how big or how small or in what kind of water, out of a boat, that you're paddling versus a boat that you're pedaling, they're two different experiences. It's not about what's easier. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in business. People don't do things 
for fun because they're easy. That's kind of the defeats the purpose. They sure. do things to achieve a certain experience. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the way I look at the pedal paddle power thing is which experience are you looking for? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and if somebody's looking for the experience, that's the, you know, least physically demanding, gets them as quick as possible so they can catch as many fish as possible. Well, the motor setup's probably the one you're looking for. Yep. You know, if, if they still want human power, but they just want some advantages of being able to hold position easier or whatever, um, then maybe you're looking, you know, they fish particularly deeper water and, and, you know, not the conditions that pedal drives could be a liability, you know, not rivers or, you know, whatever. Well, then maybe they want to pedal drive, but I don't ever want to see us discount the experience of kayak fishing with a two bladed paddle. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's something mm-hmm. that it's its own unique thing. And, and, and it's look, it's like, and again, I, I used the hunting analogy earlier, but you know, you know, I've, I've killed a lot of deer, you know, yeah. some, some with a crossbow, some with a compound bow. But if I ever, if I ever, you know, successfully hunted with a recurve, That's that a, would be, that's the, an that would be the ultimate achievement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I think, you know, kayak fishing is a lot the same way. There are different levels of the tool you use and the more, the easier that the tool makes it for you to do what you're doing. It's not to say it's not worthwhile. It's not to say it's not good. It's not, to, but it's a different level of achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I can dig it. <clears throat> but for me, there's no preference. I, I saw something the other day. It was like, well, what it is, is Luther doesn't like pedal drives. Uh. I'm, like, I'm like, I started in a pedal drive. You know what I mean? Now, granted, that is true. Way before I started Bonafide, I, my preference is, is paddling, but there are certain conditions. <laughs> I'd much rather be in a pedal drive. Yeah. There, there are certain yeah. conditions that they're just they're just better at or a motor is even better at than that and and there's certain conditions that it's just really hard to you know to go out there and do it at all without you know i I remember fishing some you know bottom spots out in you know off in the navarre beach trying to hit these little tiny spots where the snapper were and you've got all these coastal currents and wind and stuff like that by the time your bait gets to the bottom like you could it'd be nearly impossible to time it just right you know what i mean so there are cases where there's a, there's a tool for each job, but you know I I just refuse to accept the argument that one is better because it's easier. Yeah, that's right, right. not that's not an intellectually honest conversation. Right, totally. Even people with pedal drives, man, once they get to where going where they're going, they always pull out the paddle afterwards, at least majority of the time, and kind of fine tune what they're yeah. paddling into. You know, at yeah. least that's what now, I do. You, no, you're hundred percent right because you're, you know, you've got propulsion in the middle of the boat and you're steering with a rudder. Yeah, yeah. So it's difficult to do tight maneuvering, um, with, with a pedal drive and, and you know, Ho- Hobie, I'm always impressed by Hobie. You know, they're long-term yeah. thinkers. They're great. They have great engineers. You know, they, 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 they've done some really cool stuff in this industry and you know, what they showed at ICAST is definitely a, an evolution, you know yeah. what I mean, of the Mirage Drive. But even, you know, even that, I, there, you know, there's what you can do when you're shooting a video, and then there's what you can do in the environment, you know. And there's going to be times that even people with that drive are going to pull out a paddle. It's just going to, yeah, it's just, absolutely, yeah. 
never going to get away from the paddle. You're always going to need it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, very cool, man. You got any other questions for our man here, Ricketts? No, man. I just wanted to tell you, uh, we, we got a local guy here um, on the Loveland Canoe and Kayak Fishing team that was added to your affiliate team. And he's one of our co-hosts, the Reel Down. He's doing good work for you over here. So shout out to Brad Hicks. Just wanted to oh, bring nice, it up. Yeah, yeah. You he, know, Brad does a good job yeah. repping you, man. He, he really yeah. does. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was he was like, can I get on the show tonight? Can I get on the show? Tonight? <laughs> so shout he's, out to Brad. He's yeah. uh, he couldn't make it tonight because he's getting a Luther Tramp stamp added on um, <laughs> tonight. So. <laughs> So look for that on his social media, Instagram, you know. Yeah, yeah. So hashtag Luther Tramp Stamp. So <laughs> it'll be added soon. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. It's too funny. Too funny, man. Too funny. I mean, it's it's so cool to be, you know. I mean, we're associated with some of the best people in this industry. I mean, you know, it's Absolutely. just it's, you know, for you know, for a guy like me that really never thought you know what i mean like this is a pipe dream yeah. beyond a pipe dream in some ways you know to be doing this now and you know be surrounded by the kind of people that we're surrounded by and you know the constant encouragement from the industry and from our customers and it's like you just every day it's like okay we got to live up to this today yeah we did yesterday but or we tried yesterday we got to try again today you know every single day we've got to live up to that you're living the story you want to tell my friend dude and that's what look that's that's a lot where that came from is like you know don't want one thing and do another you know don't don't want one life and live a different one the things that make you know a lot of the things that make that give life its richness and its depth. They're not easy. Yeah. You know, but if you, if you want to create, you know, live the life you want to create, you know, put that effort into every single day. And it doesn't matter whether you're fishing. It doesn't matter whether you're running a business, whether you're raising a family, you know, it doesn't, you know, building, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you do the thing that you, you know, if you do the thing that creates the the environment and the life that you want to be part of, you can't go wrong. Even if you never achieve it, you know, at least, at least you were always pointed that direction. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amen. I dig that. We should have Luther have his own segment, words of wisdom on the paddle and fin podcast. Bring it on. Yep. I got some, I got some jacked up analogies, man. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. Oh, that's so awesome, man. No, we can't thank you enough, man, uh, for taking time out of your evening to sit down and chat with us. This has been some some really great conversation. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, I think think we dug into some stuff that I know you've done several podcasts and stuff. I mean, obviously, some of the stuff we've talked about, you've talked on others. Um, I've always tried to follow along, you know, with stuff you've put out there. And, uh, no, I dig it, man. I learned some very interesting things about yourself, your companies, and your product line tonight and i think it's a uh, absolutely something that everybody's going to gravitate towards you know it's uh you know it you know kayak fishing yeah that's like our main thing here right but um the wisdom and everything else that comes along with it not only that but you know knowing what goes into the the components that you're putting on your boat the boats you're paddling things like that man i mean 
there's a story there to tell and I think uh, it's cool to hear that story what all went into getting to where you're at and you know where you're going so yeah thank you very much you know um you know obviously you guys uh you can find luther on facebook quite a bit if you guys want to go over and follow him (laughs) um check out yak attack products yak it's yak attack.com right yeah yak attack.com or yak attack.us they both go to the same place and then uh bonafide.com um check it out check out all the cool products at your local retailers i'm sure everybody's seen them but if you haven't you know we got some new to kayak fishing guys uh that listen to the podcast here so guys go check that stuff out um just a shout out to our supporters here at the podcast rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures coyote sunglasses fish mob lures southern lake co michigan ohio kayak anglers and then uh, as always guys the recycled plastics program save your used baits from this fishing season send them into the address in the show notes our good man out at uh, hammered lures mr eric richards melts those down makes new baits donates them to heroes on the water great program and uh, that's awesome yeah yeah it is awesome man. It, man yeah that that kid does that selfish selflessly and uh it's just such a good way to give back man so uh, with that being said, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling. the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv